Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mikey Bard Show. Weird one this week. Someone came up to me and gave me some lovely advice about promoting my podcast, but they said, you know, what do you got to do is, you know, you got to promote it. You got to promote it on Tic Tac. I said, wait, 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 wait a minute. You know, when people know that they that they they said something wrong, but they don't quite know what it is. And I said, you're either saying I need to promote myself on the number one social app for young people, TikTok, or my breath is so bad that I need to shove as many breath mints as I can into my mouth so I don't stink up the airwaves. I'm sure he meant TikTok. That right there is a mallow. No, see, I can't even bloody say it. That right there is a malapropism. The word is malapropism, the unintentional use of an incorrect word, often ridiculous and confusing words that sound similar. Here are my top eight malapropisms I hear people saying. Number one, for all intensive purposes. Have you ever heard people say that? For all intensive purposes. Well, that, according to this, should be for all, <laughs> I can't even say it, should be intense and purposes. Intense, intent is the same as intention or purpose. Intensive means having a high degree of intensity. Here's number two. Uh, this one's classic. Pacifically. I read Pacifically romance novels. Well, it's got nothing to do with oceans. It should be specifically. Number three, I... I, I I'm I'm guilty of this. Chester Draws. If you're from London, Chester Draws. Who the hell is Chester Draws? It's Chest of Draws. Number of blooming four, because I feel stupid as well. When you blame someone for something, there's not goats escaping, okay? It's not loads of goats running away. It's not an escape goat. It's a scapegoat. Number five, actually, I didn't know this one. Although it feels like a pain, when you are really hungry, the term is hunger pangs, not hunger pains. Is it pangs or is it pangs? But it's not even nothing to do with pains. This is crazy. Number six, if a dog is walking behind you, you might get nipped in the butt. However, if, if you stop something in time, you have nipped it in the bud. Who says that, nipped in the butt? I've got a cold, so I might as well goggle some salt water. I'm going to nip it in the butt. This one, number seven. Okay, this... I, yes, there are children and teenagers in Asia, but mercy killing is called euthanasia, not youth in Asia. The youth in Asia, as Ali G said, has got nothing to do with mercy killings. Number eight. This one I'm guilty of, I must admit. Survival of the fittest, what would you say that is? Dog eat dog, right? It's a dog eat dog world. Okay, apparently, survival of the fittest, what would you say that is, right? You would say that's a dog eat dog world, right? Well, it's not. Apparently, it's a doggy dog world. What? Is that true? Doggy dog world. I prefer dog eat dog world, even though dogs don't eat dogs. But they would if, if it was survival of the fittest. So that made sense. But a doggy dog world sounds like a new film by Pixar. Doggy dog world with the voice of Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock. Doggy dog world and Kevin Hart tells a story of a dog surviving to be the fittest. 
model in the game. He can bark. He can chase a car. He can bend and snap. This dog is the fittest dog in all the land. Well, there you go. That's your malapropism. So if you hear them for the rest of the week, you hear people saying it. Now you know why and you can call them up on it. Next in the week, uh, very sad, I lost 50 pounds. Yes, I withdrawed it from the ATM. It was a simple day and it happens sometimes, doesn't it? Oh no, it's annoying when that happens, isn't it? What's more annoying is when you tell somebody you lost 50 pounds, they go, how did you lose it? Well, if I knew how I lost it, I would have the 50 pounds, wouldn't I? You know, I don't know, tiny elf snuck into my pocket, used his invisibility cloak and took the 50 pounds and bought a lot of fairy dust with it. I don't know what happened with it. I retraced my steps like Sherlock Holmes, of course, um, but this was central London. So chances are in two seconds, someone's going to come by and see it. Uh, it's annoying. But the weird thing is, and the most ironic thing is that I was going to London on a job interview. And I think it was like a job meeting. So I was being paid around about 50 pounds anyway for that small amount of time that was meeting there anyway. So it's kind of cancelled itself out. And also at the start of the summer, about five months before this, I found 40 pounds in the park while walking to the station on the way to another job. So this has kind of come full circle. So I'm kind of down by a tenner or not really. I'm not really sure how it works, but I think the universe gave me I think the you I think the universe giveth and the universe taketh at the same time. It's weird, isn't it? Has it ever happened to you before? What's the most amount of money you've lost? Because I think fifty pounds is alright. I think that's probably the most amount of money I've actually lost. Maybe actually a hundred dollars when I was on holiday once. Um I don't think I've ever lost grands or, or or hundreds of thousands of pounds or something. There was that story about the guy who had Bitcoin. And he bought it at the time that it came out. So in about 10 years, it was worth about 50 million and he had it on a hard drive. And unfortunately he threw it away and it went to the city dump and he had literally put out on the news and had a search team and they're all looking around for the dump and he was going to give a reward of like 25 million to whoever who, who found it. But all the people at the city dump were like, look, mate, you're never going to find it. And as they were searching for the trash, more heaps of, of of garbage were being thrown onto the mass as they were searching for it. Yeah, that's what he looked like. He looked like Sisyphus, you know, up the hill and rolling this, this incredible boulder up the hill just for them to throw more trash as it rolls down. Crazy. Very, uh, it was just like Greek mythology right there. So what else have I been doing? I've been also making a lot of music videos. So I've been doing this since the pandemic, making music videos. And we've been, I, I always wanted to do this, but obviously a lot of people were home. There's a lot of artists that, that can't do gigging and they want to reach their audience. And, you know, it's all about making as much visual content as you can. Even if you are in the audio game, you've got to make visual content. Even if you're um, a restaurant, you've got to make visual content and, and post on Instagram and social media. So a lot of people, so because I've been doing this over the pandemic, a lot of people have been contacting me. And I've been making a lot of um, music videos on my green screen. Not a sheet. I've actually painted the wall green, which is uh, which is great when people see it. People absolutely love it. You painted your wall green. I can't believe it. It's so wacky. 
I'm going to do that. People absolutely love it when they see the painted wall. They see the green wall painted. They're like, oh my God, did you paint your wall green? I said, yes. They're like, oh, I love it. Simplifies everything. So I've been able to do a lot of music videos on this wall. We've got a lot of space. It's been great. I've always been fascinated by music videos. I think Michael Jackson was the best um, music video artist. And he's the one that inspired so many people. One, because he spent so much money on all the music videos and everyone pretty much copied his format and his formula. He spent so much on these music videos. We're talking millions of dollars. And he had like world-class directors like Steven Spielberg making his music videos. He inspired a whole generation of people to release music and follow it up with some sort of visual content. Every video that Michael Jackson did was a spectacle and it actually, it helped to create the myth of what he is. Forget about blooming Marvel, MCU and, and, and DC superhero films. Michael Jackson in a music video was a superhero. I mean, he could turn into a panther. He could spin really fast. He could dance. He could travel in time to any part of history. He could seduce any woman. He gets into fights, doesn't get hurt. This guy was Wolverine, pretty. Michael Jackson was Wolverine. He was the original Wolverine. My favorite Michael Jackson video is Smooth Criminal. It's, it's, it's probably one of the greatest videos. He's a gangster and he's rolling in the club and he's, he's just dancing around and people are trying to like whack him, but they can't because he's just so slick. I find out, I literally found out recently that the Smooth Criminal video is a ripoff. I can't say ripoff, but is it's in homage to a Frank Sinatra gangster movie. I don't think it's called Smooth Criminal, but Google it. Frank Sinatra, Smooth Criminal. It's literally shot for shot, the same wardrobe theme. They're dancing in, they're dancing in a similar way. It's pretty much spot on. So I just found this other day. I was like, ah. So Michael Jackson got a lot of his ideas from a lot of uh, pop culture. So he was he was very well versed in in culture. No wonder he was the king of pop. Ah, oh, I get it now. That is why he's called the king of pop, because he transcends the pop and brings it all together for a common audience. What a wonderful human being. Wherever you think. Uh, what else is in the news? Oh, God. Taliban. How do I segue this with Michael Jackson? How do I segue this with Michael Jackson? Okay, Taliban and Michael Jackson. Uh, they're both controversial, both in trouble with the USA. Both have large amount of followers with hit after hit. Okay, so news just in Afghanistan, ta shouldn't be laughing at this. Afghanistan Taliban militants free inmates from Kabul jail. Holy moly. Okay, one of the key moments in the fight of Kabul was when the Taliban freed thousands of prisoners from city's main jail. Now, some released prisons of Pul Ikaki prison have become its caretakers. Wow, could you imagine that? You've been locked up in prison for so many years. I mean, you literally, you're locked up. Imagine this. And, you know, you know, you ain't getting out. It's it's literally not the death sentence, but you've been there for 20 years. You, you, you're just growing a beard. You probably have a beard already, but it, it's, a, it's a hellhole and you've just accepted it. There's no hope. And literally the gates open. <laughs> They've got a lot of confidence right now. This probably is a sign from God. The, the gates open and the the... The, the rebel government is now in charge. Could you imagine that? And this is so stupid on the news. They reported, they go, apparently they left everything and ran. 
What do you mean they left everything around? Of course they did. What, they didn't want to take their old chamber pot that they shared with 20 blooming blokes in a cell? They left everything, their clothes, their underwear on the washing line. Yes, of course they left that. This blooming old magazines that they've been reading for the last 20 years. The government, could you, this is what's trippy. Could you imagine? The government has changed. Therefore, what was classed as wrong is now right. So the people that are locked up are now technically on the right side of the law. Imagine that. If that happened in the UK, that the people who voted for Brexit punished all the people that voted for Remain and then put them in some sort of EU Guantanamo Bay prison on the Isle of Wight. Could you imagine that? So much is changing. So now that the Taliban won, all the prisoners in the main jail are free. Let's just keep going with that. I think that's a great idea. Now that the Taliban have won, Lamar from Fame Academy has been declared the rightful winner. I like that. As prisons go, it's not like the UK prisons. Grey walls, hospital aesthetics, basic bed and board. You've got a toilet, there's bars. UK prisons are basically a men's toilet with a single bed inside. In this Kabul prison, I'm looking at it now, it's more of a shantytown prison. Colourful sheets separating the rooms, shallow pots to cook in, and pipes of opium on the floor. It looks like a druggy version of Disney's live-action version of Aladdin. It looks like that, but with an overcrowded men's hostel vibe. When you think of the Taliban which we don't often do, but now we're reminded to think of them, you, you kind of imagine, all right, do it with me. Think of the Taliban. Are you getting this image in your mind? You, you think Taliban and you might see a mob of disheveled, unorganized, militant rebels patrolling the country in the back of a Toyota van, head to toe in machine guns, shooting at the sky. In the West, it's a shame because the, the image of the Taliban is immediately associated with terrorism, war and uh, thumbs down to their PR team. We need to get Saatchi and Saatchi on this. Maybe that could be a round of Apprentice. Redesign the image of the Taliban. Fundamentalist ideologies. More importantly, can Western democracy and the Taliban exist? Or are our worlds doomed to collide? Because by watching the news, I don't get the impression that they want to adopt any of our Western customs. It's not likely. If you're waiting for Taliban's got talent, I wouldn't hold your breath. I mean, don't expect the Fresh Prince of Kabul to show up on the screens. That's all I'm saying. It's a shame because you think as time went on, we would have become more connected as one because we're in the future right now. This is the Marty McFly age, back to the future, flying cars. And we're all still fighting. We're all still split into our factions and categories, different ideologies, cliques and behaviors. And these things are all okay to exist. I, I think they should coexist. However, we should just refrain from violence, which is just the easiest, if not the most effective way of just getting our points across as a means to solidify positions of ideology. We've got to think, what tools do we have at our disposal within society to converse and trade with one another fairly without conflict and drama and beef and take this and take that and everyone running and fleeing? It's just, it's just long, isn't it? It's just long. So think about that one. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for downloading and sharing. Really appreciate that. We've got a quiz night, which is coming up. It's going to be crazy. Please check it out on Eventbrite. 
on the Greater London Youth Foundation. Links are below. I'll see you on the next episode. Follow me on Instagram at Mikey Barge, YouTube Mikey Barge. Take care. See you. Bye-bye. See you on the next episode. Goodbye.